Welcome in to the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR25. You'll get 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And joining us for the first time, in fact, not just us, making his DNVR on mic and on screen debut our guy aaron patterson what's going on man? pressure man pressure <laughs> i'm excited to be on this for the first time uh we'll see how it goes it could be a complete disaster but <laughs> we'll see what we've happens. been waiting for you to have your debut on a getaway day in which the rockies win so yes it's been two months true. in the making right. <laughs> you know what you've been here every single sunday even when we weren't at times <laughs> just ready you made sure that you were here at the bar in the studio I and now was. we're ready to rock and roll i was i'm stoked so you all out there are probably familiar with Aaron's work. If you saw the video we put out on Twitter on opening day, if you've seen the, the stuff, the avalanche, you know, pretty much anything that's been a, a video production thing here in the last couple of weeks and months. Why don't you tell the people a little bit about what you do and, and, and how you came to be with us here at DNVR? Yeah, so I've seen your guys' work from afar for a while, even back in the BSN days. Um, I'm actually from Indiana. I was born here. Um, and then, yeah, I had followed it from afar. And then actually when the pandemic hit is when my wife and I first moved here. So it was just like crazy, horrible timing. Oh, right. And then the first kind of like human distance interaction I had was watch parties here. And I was like, oh, I'd like I'd love to be a part of this in any capacity. And it just, you know, worked out. So love what I'm doing with like the cinematic stuff and just all video production. And you killed it on those VOs early on. So I'm, I'm happy with how that turned out. And that means he, voice over for oh, the people on the inside. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, we, we got to make ourselves accessible <laughs> to the audience. True, right. And you have a baseball background as well, too. Yes, I was a horrible NAIA pitcher. Um, I threw the ball as hard as I could every time. I was kind of like Kenny Powers a little bit. Just fastball every time, yeah. And just, like, never learn from my mistakes. Just bury You know what I mean? Just, like, one of those stubborn pitchers that I was like, yeah, throwing hard is the most important thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> right? yeah. It's harder so, to hit the fastball. Story goes hello. Yeah, yeah. the so, real Kenny Powers would be very interesting to have working at DNVR. Right. Yeah, he would fit in okay. I yeah. think I think so. So second thought. Uh, let's get into the baseball. The Colorado Rockies salvage one here. We're in danger of getting swept by the Oakland A's, leaders in the AL West after sweeping the Texas Rangers, but they do manage to pull one off in this game in in the as patrick said the getaway day game here behind another fantastic performance from herman marquez guy's been absolutely fantastic he truly looked great today yeah he was he was vintage marquez throughout you know what did he give six innings i think yeah was it six there was an interesting point there so patrick and i were <laughs> were down in the press box today and they had uh runners at uh, was it runners at first and third, one out, hmm. Nunez at the dish, and Mark sixth? Yeah, and Marquez is on deck and he'd thrown his eighty six pitches or yeah. whatever. And and Patrick and I were almost joking that unless he hits the big, you know, three run homer or puts one in the gap and gets a few extra runs here, you almost want Nunez to ground into the double play so that Marquez can go back out. Cause at eighty six he didn't necessarily have to come out, but no. stuck there, six innings, only gives up the one. Very, very strong stuff. I think over his last six starts of 166 ERA. 
Yeah, he hasn't given up more than one run. He's also had six strikeouts in his last six starts, which he's done, I believe, three other times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Pedro Stasio and Ubaldo Jimenez, they did it twice. That's right. You set that stat up for us last week. And her, uh, Marquez has also even had five strikeouts. Uh, Five consecutive starts. He's had six or more strikeouts. So he's just striking out guys. One of the things I like to do when I keep score here, uh, for those folks watching on YouTube at home, make sure you are doing that. Like, share, subscribe. (laughs) Hit that smash button, all the good things that the Paul brothers like to say. Uh, Is I like to keep track of the first pitch. Like, is he getting first pitch strikes? Mm. And he was just pounding the strike zone all day. He was getting a lot of ground balls and just really is, is getting himself back to the form of a player that really everyone in... You know, the, the MLB watching universe is aware of and expects him to be because you take out that start. I, I mentioned it earlier this week, and it's even more true today. If you take out that start on May 4th against the Giants where he couldn't get out of the first inning, right. but he left them in there because, hey, you got to get out of your mess. We've seen that before. Gave up eight earned runs. You subtract that from the ledger. He now has, he would have had like about a 2.65 ERA on the season. And when we talked to Drew Goodman earlier this week on Friday, go back and listen to that one. He said, well, McMahon's going to be the guy. Story and Blackman, yeah, you know, they can get hot at the right time. Maybe Mm. they will be all-stars this year. But who else on the periphery could possibly get that done? And it was Herman Marquez. And I think with the game being at Coors Field um, and, you know, Dave Roberts going to be the manager for the National League, he could very easily look and go, hey, you know what? Might as well throw a bone to the Rockies. This guy pitches at Coors Field. He does really well. So, you know what? Herman Marquez, you are first-time All-Star. Yeah. I love it. What do you guys think the big difference is? Because he got off to a slow start. What's been the difference in your eyes of how he's, you know, come along the last few weeks? That's a great question. I, I really think it, it comes down to, you know, kind of basic fundamentals. It, it's fastball command. Yeah. And especially, as Patrick was saying, early in counts. <clears throat> Pretty much every pitcher in baseball will tell you the most important pitches or the most important play is strike one. You need strike one. Yep. Uh, and he was having a really hard time getting strike one, finding himself in a lot of 2 0 counts. And then he kind of got to pour one over. The guys can guess on you a little bit, you know, all, sure. all the things you know yeah, <laughs> from yeah. being out there on the hill. <laughs> all the things I did not do well. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, and, so and, I, and I think because his stuff is so good, he was able to still gut through some of those early outings. Yeah. But he was throwing a lot more sliders and curveballs, just hoping guys would swing early, yeah. get themselves out. And now that he has fastball command, he can just pitch with confidence and, and be his normal self and, yeah. and go out there. And against a really good lineup, you know, produce a, a pretty calm, relaxing, casual six runs of uh, one-run baseball, yeah. or six innings of one-run baseball. Yeah, he, he looks fantastic. He's cut down on the walks, too, right? Not a ton, either. That's the thing. Yeah. It's really only been like his last three starts where he's cut down on those, but that speaks to getting ahead in counts, getting that first pitch strike, feeling comfortable, and, you know, sometimes guys go out and they just do a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. You know, with, with Marquez, everyone said, well, he's the ace, he's going to go out and do it, and we've kind of seen it time and time again, especially with this core of starting pitchers, that whoever's the ace is not going to be the ace. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be right. somebody Whoever else going. Whoever it's supposed to be, it won't be. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh, John Gray? Yeah. Okay, let's see what happens. And then Kyle Freeland has a 2018 yeah. season right. like he does. Right. And then it's 2019. You go, oh, oh Kyle Freeland's, oh, Freeland's the ace. Freeland's going to be the guy. Okay, let's see what happens. Marquez steps and, up. Yeah. Oh, Marquez is the ace? Sends a teller in 2020. Right. And, you know, this year it was, it was Marquez again. He's going to bounce back. Gray does it, steps back up, says it's my turn again. He's since, you know, struggled a little bit. A lot of that has to do with 
with the arm issue. He's on the 10-day IL, and now Marquez is back to take his spot. But Austin Gomber is still waiting in the lurch going, oh, oh you think it's Marquez is the best yeah, pitcher right? in the rotation. A- well, we'll see. Let me, let me make my next start, and we'll see if we have a different conversation. What a crazy pattern. Like, I've never really noticed that until you pointed that out, but that's 100% the case. I yeah. mean, I, I can't think of – and it's probably part of pitching into, at course Field, you know? Like, yeah. It's just – it's a hard pitch or place to pitch, so. Yeah, hard, and, and to be like consistent and, and all of that. Let me ask you a question, Aaron, of these guys, because we've talked about it. You know, the, the starting pitching is is what you buy a ticket for, which is such a weird feeling yeah. <laughs> as a Rockies person. You're just like, wait, what? Uh, but as a fan, you know, going out, you, you were at the ball game yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, who are these guys where you, you're looking and go, oh, man, I got a I gotta Marquette. Are, are they all up and down, or who do you particularly get up for as a starting pitcher? Um. I think Gomber just because I haven't seen enough of him yet, and it, we've seen a lot of I'm a John Gray. Yeah, we've seen a lot of John Gray. We've seen a lot of Marquez. Know what they can do. Right now that they're you know pretty consistent, you know top of the line starters. But with Gomber too, just coming from St. Louis and not really pitching a lot at Coors Field yet, I'm, I've always been kind of interested to see like, oh, is you know he's kind of I guess quote unquote the main piece in the Arenado trade too. So you right. want to see what he can do when he goes out there and. So I'm I'm kind of paying attention when he's when he gets yeah. to start. It's a yeah. Circle that one on the calendar a little bit like, for sure. All right, yeah. All right. So you're making your on-screen debut with us. By the way, killing it so far. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. But. Uh, guys, some a couple of players who made their debuts a little while ago. Now Trejo, not that long ago, but Rogers a little while ago. Still first career home runs. Got a couple of those this weekend. Don't want to forget. And both in pinch hit appearances, which mm-hmm. is interesting for rookies. Uh, tough to do, but Alan Trejo, don't want to forget about his, even though you maybe don't, that you never know. It could be the only one he ever gets in the big leagues could and, be. and you've, you've got to appreciate that. You hope the one that Rogers got is the beginning of him really starting to settle in as a major leaguer. Yeah. You want it to be a, a sign of, of things to come yeah. for him because he's, he's a well built young man where he should be able to have the power. I mean, he's, he's better built than Dom Nunez and we see kind of almost the easy power that Nunez has had uh, at various points uh, this season. So yeah, you definitely got to hope more out out of Rogers. I want to see some more doubles just hitting the ball in the gap. Yeah. I think he's still getting comfortable. I mean, you can't underestimate how much time he's missed, right? Just, just how much time he hasn't spent on the ball field. So his age might be 25, but you know he's got the at bats of a of a 23 year old, and even still, you're gonna say, well, he was a, the third overall pick. So even if he's 23, he's got to be X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And look, it, we have to get over that. It's the same thing with John Gray. It was the John Gray conversation five years ago. Oh man, fourth overall selection at a at a Oklahoma. Like right. he's got to be this. Yeah. He's got to be that. And just let the guy play and do his thing. It's gonna be part of his story. It's gonna be a talking point, but. All of that's out the window. Just let him get on the field, let him play. And so far, it's been good. In fact, he had a very good week at home this entire week. Did you like what you saw from him last, so far at Coors Field? Last night, was all, that his home run sounded different. When guys talk about, hey, you know, it sounds different off the bat with this particular mm. player. And it was all game. And then I was like, whoa. It was a sneaky home run, too, because I think it was like 418, barely got out, but it right. was a laser. Yeah. So, like, I was super impressed. It doesn't he only have like 150 something career at bats? Like, it's not many at bats. Right. So. It feels like he's been a- around a lot longer because, yeah. as Patrick said, right, he's, been, he's been a part of the conversation for a very yes. long time, yeah, but yeah. he hasn't gotten a ton of 
at bat. So yeah, I think when you really look back on it, you know, the, those first 150 may not feel like quite as many, but of course we're, we're all hoping and projecting on Rogers also look good out in the field yeah. this week, you know, making some really nice defensive plays, getting some opportunities to play shortstop his natural position uh, with story on the shelf for a bit. So uh, almost made a, a stupendous play today. It was, you still give him credit. Like he did make the stupendous play. Then just he threw the ball away right after that. But, oh yeah, it, yeah. W- it was a good, and it was a good little moment too because I, I I think we talked about it, everyone kind of noticed that you know Rogers tried to pick up Givens there, almost made that that great play. You know was able 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 to get in his mitt, could make the throw, and you go ah, he kind of can see the difference between a you know uh, a Gold Glove caliber shortstop like a Trevor Story who might make a play like that, and one who's you know maybe still trying to fight for the the justification of the title of a true shortstop in Brendan Rodgers. But immediately after that, you saw Michael Givens go out with runners on first and third, one out, struck out the next two guys yeah. on the six on pitches. On six pitches. Struck them both out, Mark Hanna, Tony Kemp, the top of the— Top the, of the order. Two of the, their better yeah. hitters yeah. to contact guys. And you say, all right. There's 20, 25 other teams out there. I hope they were watching. Would, would yeah. you like Would you like a serving of Mr. Michael Gibbons? <laughs> what do you think of this? <laughs> I think that was a great showcase. And 100%. then that piggybacks nicely to the showcase of Daniel Bard, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two-inning save today. Yeah. I think the best Daniel Bard we've seen maybe all year. Um, you know, I still gave up a hit. He was sitting on 100 with the fastball. The last pitch of the game that he threw was 101 miles an hour up and away right at the edge of the zone so you can't stand there looking at it you have to try to offer at it and there is nothing that you can do with that pitch yeah. uh, you, could, you could tell he was confident too and yeah probably look taking a peek at the radar gun feeling good when it's hot <laughs> out and yeah he was letting it fly today it was fun to watch yeah he's he's kind of i'm not gonna say quickly but i mean it was pretty quick since 2020 but if you go back and look at how shut down he's been at times and the way he's kind of gone about it he, he has that look and that feel of more of an old-school closer, kind of closer that the Rockies haven't had yeah. in a while. I mean, even when Greg Holland went and, and broke the, the record, he didn't ha- necessarily have that look yeah. of like one of those like, like a nasty kind of closer. Yeah. Bard smiles maybe too much to really be a full-on <laughs> nasty guy. Right. But when you think of those nasty closers, you go, all right, Bard is... You know, is, he's looking like that. He's a little older too. Yeah. You know, maybe he's got some crow's feet in the corner of his yeah, eyes. Yeah. You say, "Hey, he's seen some things." Yeah. Um, I, so, growing up in Indiana, were were the Cubs your team? No, it's always been it's always been the Rockies because I was born yeah. here. So, like, my dad is diehard Rockies fan. Like, he'll watch them when they are horrid and like watches every game every inning so love it shout out dad that's my people (laughs) yeah he's still he's still in it for the long haul but no i was you know grew up a rockies fan so i've i've stuck through it you know thick and thin and a lot of ups and downs with them of course but no they're always paying attention yeah bart is just making me think of without the without the weird uh reverse Henry Rowan Gardner arm of Craig Kimbrell. Oh, yeah. How he hangs it down. <laughs> yeah. Again, Henry Rowan Gardner, the great Chicago Cubs starting pitcher uh, <laughs> That's from right. the early 90s. That's right. His arm would come up. Kimbrell goes the opposite way. Yeah. Uh, another great reason to make sure you're watching on YouTube so you can see all my awful visuals. But Barr's just got that nastiness that, again, I could see him going to a club and saying, eh, you're going to be the eighth inning guy. Yeah. Maybe we already have a closer. But if he continues to pitch the way he's been with two strikeouts – Every every inning, he straight you know straight he struck out three in a couple of those most recent outings. You go no, maybe he does have maybe he is that closer. Maybe he is that guy that can get the the ninth 
inning and get the final three outs in an in a important postseason game. Isn't it funny what the yips can do to you? Like, that guy is right? so talented. That's an easy 100. Like, yeah. He is mechanically perfect. I know just right? you know, studying pitching when I was younger, he was like the prototypical pitcher you want of like just fluid mechanics, repeatable delivery. Like right. he's a stud, and to to be out of baseball is it's it's a crazy story, man. But hopefully, yeah, if he if they do move on from him and and get some assets, you know, I'd like to see him obviously do well wherever he goes. I think it'd be great for everyone involved. Look, the Rockies aren't going to play in the postseason this year, and everybody knows it. <laughs> Shocking development. Uh, and it would be great. And we know Bard has only got so much baseball left in him, though. With the, it's going to be really interesting to see if he can pitch till he's like forty or whatever. Because this whole middle part of his career, just yeah. that, we'll watch and we'll find out. But you never know how much left he's got. But you can get something out of him. We've made a, a big deal about you know Gomber had not a terrible but a shaky start to the season and as of late since the calendar turned to may gomber's been absolutely fantastic same thing with daniel bard now he was awful first month mm. of the season but he was on may 5th sitting there with an 8:10 era and since then he's made uh, baseball reference give me a hard time so sorry one two three four five six seven eight 9, 10, 11, 12 appearances and only given up two runs in those 12 appearances. In that time, since May 5th, he's shrunk his ERA from 8, 10 to 4, 0, 9. Wow. Like that's, so so yeah, again, it was looking early on like, oh man, they're stuck with this guy. They're not going to be able to get anything out of him. And now, I, I, Patrick, I think you're right. I think they could get some nice assets. He could end up being a great story for somebody else out there joining their roster and, and helping them win some big baseball games. And the Rockies can get some young players in return for him up. I hope it works out for everybody involved. And he's going to be affordable next year, too, because yeah. that's the crazy thing. You go, hey, he's been around for a while, but again, you know, did disappear. So yeah. he was around, <laughs> but most baseball-watching fans wouldn't have known. I mean, even even myself, you go, all right, you know, Daniel Bard, you know, I, I kept my eyes on the Red Sox during that time, but yet at the same time, I, I don't know guys that, you know, lose it and are out of the game. Like when yeah. t- look at Tyler Matzik. I'm not keeping tabs on Tyler Matzik, yeah. you know, going through independent baseball necessarily, or even when he just shuts it down for a year or two right. because of injuries, right? So, right. well, he's been around for a while. He's he's not eligible to be a free agent yet. Right, <laughs> right. He's still got one more year before like he he's got to wait until he's 37 years old. Yeah, for like a team to go, you know, we would like you oh, to be on man. our team and we'll give you some really good money. He's no still going to be arbitration eligible. He'll be, he could That's potentially amazing. be going into an arbitration hearing this offseason with some team and they're talking about, yeah. well, you know, your statistics back in oh. 2009. Or, <laughs> and it's like, whoa, what? Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. Oh, man. All right, uh, I've got a fresh Rymal Tapia rant prepared for everybody, but first we got to take care of a little bit of business, including reminding our friends about DraftKings Sportsbook, the absolute best sportsbook you're going to find anywhere in the world. Great app. you got to download it on your phone uh, right now. Do it. Make it fun. Uh, you're betting on all kinds of things, whether it's who's going to get a home run, who's going to get a hit, over-unders on strikeouts, total runs scored, who's going to win a baseball game. Of course, all the other sports have stuff like this, too. you got to be following along, of course, during Nuggets and Avalanche playoff slash postseason. They don't call it the postseason. We're the only ones who call it the postseason, right? That's not a thing anywhere else. They're Stanley Cupping. They're Stanley Cupping. After Lord Stanley's (laughs) Cup, if you feel like you know how the Avs are going to do, get in and bet on them. 
or you know just the who's going to score a goal i know i know miko's been great for getting people money this year so find your best bets get a little skin in the game make it fun and download the top rated DraftKings sportsbook app now using promo code dnvr when you sign up to turn one dollar into a hundred dollars in free credits bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game and if they do you will claim $100 in free credits it's promo code DNVR for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older Colorado only new customers only wager paid out in site credits restrictions apply see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 here's a hot take I don't think uh, Nassim Kadri is going to be scoring a goal Next no, yeah, games. probably not. Yeah. I don't know. If you <laughs> put money on that. Uh, we'll know. talk with the Avs guys because they're coming in next. Yeah, they're, we'll see if that's a smart I'm, bet or not. <laughs> I'm sure they've sure they've got the odds on that for you there. Um, all right, uh, and the following Rymal Tapia rant is of course brought to you by Green Mountain Dental. Get that big old smile on your face by going to our friends at. Green Mountain Dental, just 15 minutes outside of downtown Denver in Lakewood. They'll hook you up with free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule your cleaning x-ray and exam today. All right. Now, <laughs> boys, you may have noticed that Rymal Tapia, gasp, went into a slump. It happened. I said it would never happen. I said it had never happened. And then it happened. He did it. He went into a slump. For the first time as a starter in his professional career, Rymal Tapia slumped. And apparently a lot of folks out there decided that was the new normal and he was done. And I, and I found this really interesting uh, because, as I mentioned before, he's, he's never really done it before. But I actually, rather than going over the numbers that he's put up lately, and we can get into that in just a second, I wanted to take a look at this Rymal Tapia slump. This really terrible stretch on the road of offense. So we know there's probably a Coors Field hangover so we got, situation, and there's nothing wrong with going to a slump and, either. And, and we look, know that that every, happens with every players. Every player in baseball, baseball. G- goes into a slump, yeah. right? This is the thing that happens. It was, it was bound to happen to Tapia eventually, as much as I had talked about. Did not get a golden sombrero during this during this still, slump still either. Still has no golden sombreros, right? Still golden, no golden sombreros. I, I actually went back and looked because Drew kind of laid down the gauntlet mm. only twice. As a minor leaguer, did he ever strike out four times in a game? And I, how many games has he just played as a professional? Oh, I'm a th- over a thousand. thousand. Yeah. I, I forget what the number. Yeah. Maybe seven hundred something it, yeah. thousand. But literally, for it to happen once, that's yeah. crazy. Is kind of crazy, yeah. right? Yeah, it's pretty that's wild. Insane. So, from May. Oh, I just lost it now. Okay, so so what what had happened was on May 16th or on May 15th, Rymal Tapia got a hit. Uh, scored a couple of runs against Cincinnati. The slump begins May 16th. He was hitting 292 on that day. And he went 0 for 3, but he did get an RBI and he walked. So he got on base. Aaron's taking notes, by the way. He's, I am. He's Love crunching it. the numbers. He's going to look at it. Got the box score. Love it. Um, <laughs> then the next day, 0 for 4, but with a walk. Gets on base. Then he goes... Ofer with nothing. In and, the game. And, you, and these are all in San Diego. And so. getting on base, too, is a, is a huge part of his game that we've talked about. By hook or by crook, you know, this year he's taking you know, a little bit more walks than normal. Again, just putting the ball in play, we know, in 2021 has such value. You get on base via error, okay, sure, maybe you shouldn't have done that. But guess what? You, you swing and miss at that baseball, you're, there's a 0% chance of you getting on base. So you know what? Put the ball in play. 
kudos to you. So right. he's getting on base a little bit there. He got, you know, one of those three games, three games without a hit, but he did get a walk in one of them. So you're going, okay. Then, randomly, in the middle of this 10-game stretch where he's got this slump, he busts out with a little three-game hit hitting streak. On May 21st, he goes one for two with two runs scored and a walk and an RBI. The next day, he goes two for four with an RBI in a one-run win for the Rockies. And then the next day, he goes one for four with a walk. So he got on base a bunch of times in the middle of that. Then comes the weird thing. Three straight games, no hits, no walks, no runs scored, no ribbies, nothing. Three games in New York where he goes over, and that's where he hit rock bottom. He was at 264 after three games in New York. Right after that, starting May 27th, since then he's hitting 350. So he went 10 games that constitute this slump, and he hit mm-hmm. like a buck 50 over those 10 games, yeah. and, and it really screwed up his batting average. But he did get four hits and four walks, so got on base eight times in those 10 games. Scored a couple of runs, drove in a couple on those rollovers to second base when there's a guy at third. And this constitutes the absolute worst stretch of offense we have ever seen out of Rymel Tapia as a starter. If that's your slump, Pretty man, good. I'll take that. I'll take that all day. If you're, yeah, you're still getting on base and producing at least giving us something during that. I mean, there's plenty of guys that, you know, go a few weeks where it's brutal to watch at bat. So, well, during that it. essentially that exact same time span, um, you said May 16th, I think, starting May 16th through May 31st May, or May 30th. Yeah. yeah. Trevor Story during that span hit 186. Uh, Dom Nunez was 074, but that's a topic for <laughs> yeah. another day. Yeah. Uh, Garrett Hampson 122. So Daza was only in 217. So everyone was kind of struggling. So you know it, it is what it is. Guys are going to go through slumps, but if that's that's your low point, that's that's pretty good. Now what I want to see is more high points. I I want more power, right? It, it's one thing where you don't want to be in getting in slumps. But it's another thing to really be uh, separating yourself from that field. And, and we're seeing the power um, come a little bit. Yeah, uh, It started a little bit more in April. And we haven't really seen it too much. But, again, I, I, I think Tapia is still trying to perfect that part of his game a little bit. He's, you know, we saw it last year, and I don't know that we've seen – more growth this year just more consistency right because last year it was getting on track and he did and this year's about getting on track for 162 which is a total different beast right, yeah. right and he and pretty much any other player is at that disadvantage because you would have hoped that hey i make an improvement one season then the next season i can go on and do something else really he's it's- just only able to do what he did last year but doing it for a full season right and so you go ah he didn't really make any growth when he, he did, it was just more about yeah. the quantity than the quality. Exactly right. And I, so I want him to still make that quality growth, sure. but he's making the quantity growth as well. So, You know, it, that, that's always been something interesting to me, and, and I've talked to him about this and some of his hitting coaches, and they struggle with this because they feel, and, and Tapia feels this way, that when he's trying to hit for more power is when he goes into his little funks, which he doesn't have very often right i also forgot to mention that during that 10 game slump there he did hit one of his five home runs on the season so one of those four hits that he had in there was a homer uh you know and then you look at this this last stretch where he's hitting 350 over those last several games he had three games in a row there where he had three hits um 
but in a multi-hit game last night as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Nearly and, had one today. Call did not get overturned, yeah. so he would have actually tied close. Daza mm-hmm. with five. No. But a couple uh, doubles in multi-hit there. Games. Nothing really threatening the wall though, so it's interesting. I feel like he's more consistent when he slows his bat down, and this this may be a push-pull tug for his entire career, right? Mm-hmm. Like because. Because he does have that pop when he when he wants to go all out and find one and get it. So it's all about the maturation of, of a hitter. But uh, to bail on a guy after the very first and to this point only slump of his career, when, when you really dig inside of it, you recognize he was still being that consistent pest that he is, even at his worst. You know, we'll see. There's still a lot of growth left in Rymal Tapia. What do you guys think about, because he's been leading off, where, do, where does he project in the next few years? I mean, the Rockies are a little bit depleted right now with talent, but once they retool, do you see him continuing to be a leadoff hitter, maybe a two number two guy, or where, where do you think he, he fits in there? That's an interesting question, yeah. If he's like a part of a, a, a better stacked Rockies team in a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of differing theories on this. I think he could be that leadoff guy it's an old school way of doing it yeah i think it's where he profiles well though people these days you know you see the a's out there mark canna get on base even if it's getting hit by a pitch give me some slugging yeah uh that nothing old school that is as new school as you get that <laughs> big powerful guy yeah. you know so so i get it i i also when we had talked about this in the past if it doesn't quite go that way and he's really just a guy you've got on your roster because he's well, say better than what Ian Desmond was giving them in 2018, right? If you'd had him, if you yeah. put him on that team, this version of Tapia For sure. on that team, you've got him batting eighth, maybe even ninth if you want to get clever with your could right? your pitcher and, and have him be like a second leadoff yep. guy or whatever. I think Tapia would be great in that kind of role. Yeah. Uh, if you've got a more stacked lineup and you just want him more for, for what we're talking about, not to drive your offense, but to be someone who's on base all the time so that when whoever hits the home run, well, there was Tapia because he is always on base. Yeah, I think he would be, I mean, one of the better bottom of the lineup hitters, yeah. you know, around if you had him slotted in eight, nine. I mean, that's a guy you're confident in that can, you know, bring some electricity to the bottom of the lineup too, even though he's not having the power numbers right now. But, I mean, he still can, you know, fly around pretty good. So yeah. I'd be excited about that. Yeah, yeah he, he's, he would be a key piece on a winning club. Batting at the bottom of the lineup mm-hmm. as your number three, maybe number four outfielder. And again, you need guys like that. For sure. He's young enough, though, where he can continue to have a career. He's not, he's not, you know, Gerardo Parra, where you're like, all right, he's kind of at the end of the road. And we saw him as a three, four, fourth outfielder on the 2018 squad. He's a little bit better than that. Um, and I think you saw with Bud Black, like, Bud Black's not bailing out on Ryan Maltapia. He's still the leadoff hitter. He's, he's their only option. We saw yeah. Hampton yeah. do it for a minute. And you see how prone he is to got slumps. Got about more than 200 against right-handed pitching if you're going to lead off. <laughs> You've got to. <laughs> so I, I think, you know, I don't know what it'll take because I, I think there's a lot of responsibility batting leadoff. And I think you saw the great job that Charlie Blackman did. And, and even, you know, prior to him, like Dexter Fowler for a while, mm-hmm. that that's that's like a position in the lineup. Yeah. I think nowhere else in the lineup will you really have that. Unless you're batting fifth and you're like, yeah. hey, I need to get a Protection sack fly the, here. Yeah. And I just need to try to drive in a run. But other than that... You know, batting leadoff is is a job, and he, you saw the value that Charlie Blackman had, and why it took so long for him to move out of that spot because no one else was really ready right. to do it. David Dahl, come and take it, and mm. he couldn't get it done. Right, right? Ryan Tapia maybe come and take it. He wasn't ready wasn't yet, ready. so it could be a couple seasons. It might not even be until you know his final year before free agency that you see maybe somebody else uh, be a better fit yeah. at the yeah. top of the lineup because it brings that consistency. 
um, that any team, any organization needs. So right. Tapia's, Tapia's got that spot for the year. It's hilarious, too, because I'm sure I would bet more than any other leadoff hitter in baseball, Rymal Tapia finds himself in 0-2 counts. Like a <laughs> well, like, uh, typical Rymal Tapia at bat goes like this. First pitch, strike one looking, right? He's pretending to be patient. He's showing everyone, look, I don't swing at everything. So strike one looking. Pitch two, a pretty good pitch that he fouls off. Straight back, off to the left side. Mm-hmm. O two. 2 Then the at-bat begins. And the guys start nibbling. He'll maybe foul something off. He'll take a couple. Yeah. Uh, Smells bat. Yeah. The, the, the whole <laughs> thing. And then he'll find his way into that base hit or he'll roll one over to second. But <laughs> those are your options. And I'm like, uh, it's, it's funny because it's so not the standard thing these days. But yeah. A uh, few other players to discuss, and I believe we've got our 20th and Blaze to look at. So we've covered some of these guys, but a few others who are performing well for your Colorado Rockies these days. Um, and Aaron, well, as, as like a preview, let's, let's see how well you do yes. with the list that Drew and I made up. Does anyone jump out at you just in the last week? So basically just think of this home series. Who jumps out as someone that you'd say, ah, this guy's probably one of their top five best players of the week? Uh... That's a good question. I like. Don't worry, we we squeeze like eight guys. I was gonna say. <laughs> so you're. To well, take, I, that should take some pressure. I off. like what Tapia has been doing. Okay. I mean, oh, I, all I right. I like what Tapia's been Got doing. Top. Yeah. Yeah. His multi-hit games were, yeah. were huge. Yeah. I like his his throw that he had yesterday was amazing. Took the words yeah. out of my mouth. Right. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. That was great. Of all the things, like Elias Diaz is having one of the worst seasons at the plate of anybody I've ever seen. He's worse than Tony Walters was a couple of years ago. That's bad. Uh, but he's been phenomenal defensively. And his deke on that play so is so quality, mm. wonderful baseball stuff that just like a lot of casual fans who may have been at the game may have missed it or whatever, but him just standing there like the throw wasn't even coming in casually blocking the plate and then just boom. I didn't think, I didn't think there was a play there seriously until the very last second. And it was, it was impressive and what a hose too. So yeah, yeah, Uh, take it. A great tag team connection. Yeah. Yeah. You guys really good stuff. You got to like that. All right. Who else? Who else we got on the list? Oh, if we want to, if we want to, if we want to, Oh yes! <laughs> Let's, all right, he, he got one. We'll we'll get we'll let him bat a thousand. We're, we're letting him. <laughs> Next week we'll unveil Aaron and Wazi, and then that'll be your big top five list. Love it. All right, but for our list, I forget we had oh, a number yeah. five. So, I wrote down somewhere five. we had two guys squeezing on. That's right. It was our pitchers, Antonio Senzatella. I said that like he's Italian. I know. And uh, <laughs> Austin Gomber. Good. Tony Senza. No. Right. <laughs> Senzatella and Gomber. Each had a start yeah. at, at Coors this week. Were great. great. Even, even throwing their last start too yeah. on the road, and those guys are are, are dealing. Like they're Sensatella's been ramping it up since he's been back from the ten day IL. Yeah. He's been great, and Gomber's really. I, I forget what the really numbers good. were, but going back to like May sixth, yeah. he has the best strikeout to walk ratio in all of baseball among starting pitchers, thirteen to one. Yeah. That'll get it done. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll get it done. Not bad for a yeah. fly ball pitcher. Yeah. yeah, seriously. Yeah, that'll lead to some quality results. Love what those guys are doing. Senza and Gomber. That sounds like that could be a an attorney firm. I just come down to the attorneys, Senza and Gomber. <laughs> All right, number four, Hampson and Daza. I go to their law firm as well. 
Hampson and Daza. It sounds like it could be a little more off the... <laughs> Hampson and Daza sounds like... Uh, did you sprain your ankle in your... I think I'd park? go Senza and Gomber. If I really needed some legal help, I think I'd go, I think I'd Sans, go with the number five, Sans too. Gomber, yeah. so it's a more professional sounding. Yeah. Well, our, our great producer, tech boy, Kale Sorbo, use, the use of the ampersand really, I think, sells it. I the DNVR right. font ampersand, ampersand is really what ties it together. And you go, I don't know what they're offering, but I trust them yeah. both. Yeah. I trust them. The other one, one keeps the other one honest sure. and vice versa. <laughs> sure. And you like that. Yeah, but both those guys, center fielders, we see one coming in for the other. Hampson was looking real bad. In fact, Tuesday night, struggling to the point where he couldn't even lay a bunt down. Boy, yeah. And you go, his numbers against righties are atrocious. You got Matt Adams on the bench. Put him in. That can change the game. And then immediately goes out. He had two hits on Wednesday, as we had predicted for our DraftKings Sportsbook. That was one of the bets. Yeah. I think he had four hits on yeah. a Thursday afternoon. So he's heating up. And Daza is still amongst one of the leaders uh, in batting average. Daza, Granted, man. lower the threshold for guys who haven't been doing it all year long. Yep. But if you take 130, 140, 150 at-bats, he's, uh, he's in the top five right now in the National League. So both those guys hitting, contributing. Doing well, showing a lot of range in the outfield. Yeah, did I see around like three thirteen, I think, or something, something of that. Yeah, like what moving Daza's, around. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it's wild, man. Daza is doing it with uh, with no pop. He's got one career home run, uh, and I, and I know he can turn on a baseball. I've seen him do it in the minors, but there's it's weird. It's like there's natural power there, but his swing is not built to generate power, and it's not even really generate to pull the ball. Patrick and I noticed this today. The Oakland A's were shifting. You noticed it. I I, uh, I totally missed on it. And, and I just went on Jonathan Daza, yeah. who, uh, you know, every— Right-handed hitter, yeah. mind you, too. Uh, like yeah. 95% of all shifts are against left-handed against hitters. And you understand that because they're a little bit closer to first base. Mm. Uh, it's a lot easier to do just, just the way yeah. the, the players Shoot are in the moment. infield and covering bases. And I just when you close your eyes and you think of a Jonathan Daza hit, you think of a ground ball or a little soft liner yeah. the other way for a for a single? Yeah, that's bizarre. <laughs> how how extreme was the shift? Are, are, were they, they had three was, guys on the left side. Yeah, they had the second baseman. Oop, excuse me, second <laughs> baseman playing behind the bag. You know, third baseman covering the line, shortstop in between. Goodness. One guy on the right side, and Daza hit a ground ball to where the second baseman would normally be standing for <laughs> yeah, a single. Yeah, and I was just like, "That's an interesting." He strategy. went the what? opposite way too on that because yeah. if you watch his eyes, it wasn't one where he's like, hey, "I'm just trying to get the bat on the ball." I don't really know where it went. Did you see guys who like, yeah. They almost fool themselves, or the outcome fools them. Yeah. And they're not really sure where the ball went. But you saw his eyes. He tracked it the whole way. He was going there. Uh, and that's, that's pretty impressive to, for him to have that wherewithal because that was only the fifth time all season that he's actually had that shift. So yeah. we've missed that. And, again, that's, that's one of the things Why with these, with these road games or not being able to get to the ballpark yeah. uh, mm-hmm. as frequently with some of the limitations they have on press. But uh, we'll, we'll be keeping you posted yeah. on the sh- – Jonathan Daza shifts. You would think you wouldn't be thing. seeing that anymore after that. Like, <laughs> I can't imagine. there's no reason to do it in the first place. One of the smartest teams in baseball, yeah. too. And yeah, that's yeah. Crazy. All right, so uh, how about this yeah. one? Since 2016, mm-hmm. Baseball Savant, MLB, they've been tracking shifts. Yeah. And according to Baseball Savant, do you think David John LeMahieu from 2016, 17, and 18, oh, where he combined for about 2,000? Plate appearances, yep. right? Because not even at bats, plate appearances. Even if he walks, yeah. there's a shift on. Do you think it was more or less than five times 
that he was ever shifted. More or less than five, because he can spray the ball everywhere, man. I can shift on him. Yeah. Like five, five out of two. That's pretty uh, low, right? Yeah, all yeah. Those, yeah. I would say, I would say more, right? You, it would have to be, right? Yeah. Never, according to Baseball That's Savant, crazy. since 2016, he was never shifted as a member of the Rockies. Yeah. Was shifted once last year, and has been shifted once this year, according, yeah. uh, based on their qualifications of of what shifting is, which is pretty typical. That's a pretty nice. So Jonathan Daza, I can't even say he's getting the LeMahieu treatment. <laughs> More of a shift threat. Because yeah. I guess, I don't know if that means anything, but you know what? I don't you know love to speculate. <laughs> I love speculating. Yeah. Maybe the American League is just going wild with some stuff. Uh, and, and for those <laughs> listening who are remembering, and we talked about this a little bit, no idea how it counts when the Padres and the Arizona Diamondbacks would shift, particularly their outfield. Remember when DJ was here and they would put like their left fielder in center, their center fielder in right oh, yeah. center, and their right fielder in straightaway right? And I was like, if DJ LeMahieu pulls a ground ball past the third baseman, he's going to hit an inside-the-park home run. <laughs> and he never did because he was so used to going the other way. probably didn't count yeah. that. They probably only um, just look at infield because that's infield typically what stuff. you see. Exactly yeah. right. That's it. And it, By the way, who's been shifted the most? A percentage of their play of, appearances of Rockies? on the Rockies this season. Oh, this season. I was going to say in his Who career, Cargo. Who do you think number one? <laughs> oh, yeah. Cargo. Yeah, I forget the, what the his number is. literally invented for hitters like Cargo. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Since they've been tracking in 2016, he's Killed probably been the career. most. A little over maybe 50%. Yeah. But there's a couple guys that are a little bit over that right now. That are current uh, Rockies? Current so Rockies. Charlie Just is for this probably, okay. I would imagine Chuck has shifted on 90 plus percent of the time. No, he's, he's less than that. Really? He is one of the higher shifted players okay. on the Rockies I just right feel now. like they're always shifting on Chuck. Who else would you even shift on in this I don't know, because you're looking, you're looking at lefties. Yeah, it's like and Nunez. Then, yeah. Dom Nunez is number one. He's at 80%. That was going into today's game. Wow. 80%. Of his at bats, I guess that makes they've shifted. That him. makes sense. Right? If you look he's at his average exit velo, he is he's all or nothing. The the double he yeah. hit today is 105 miles an hour <laughs> off the bat. The right, Charlie's second. I was wrong. Charlie's second Idiot. at 70. Oh, percent uh, Matt Adams. I'm not going to count. He only has 20 plate appearances. No. But then you got CJ Crone at 57. percent They're shifting the other way on yeah. Croner. Mm. And according to Baseball Savant, as it's coming up. I see 16th uh, on the team is Austin Gomber with 0%. No shifting. He made the list. Straight up. He made the list. 25 plate appearances. Congratulations, Austin Gomber. (laughs) He sprays the ball too, apparently. (laughs) That's right. You can't. I did see a team shift on Raimel Tapia once this year, and I was like. Seven, only five times. 2.2%. Again, Hampson. Why? What are you doing? Isn't that an auto base hit the other way? Again, if you're if you if you keep keep pitching him inside, I guess yeah, bust him in there. You can pitch. Yeah. That's what you're looking yeah. for. Yeah, gotta do. have that Jeter swing where you just get you know <laughs> try to take it the other way somehow. I don't even know how that's Baseball possible. Baseball on the ground, yeah, just insist cool. on it no matter what they do. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, a couple last points we want to make before we wrap this thing up. Do of course want to remind you again about our friends at Illegal Pete's. It's delicious stuff. You know it's delicious. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. You live in Colorado. You've had illegal peach. You know it's delicious. I'm just now reminding you that you're craving illegal peach. You should probably head over there. You should get yourself. Well, I'm a big burrito guy. What did you decided? Oh no, it was um, Spence was a bowl Spence guy. Spence is a bowl. And point out the potatoes, oh, which is clutch. Clutch it potatoes. Clutch. You don't uh, get that at Chipotle. No, exactly yeah. right. Illegal yeah. peach. You gotta get. Can the we just? Can we just go ahead and just call that the c word? From now Do we on. just call them the C word? Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> give them any more publicity. Yeah. Legal yeah. Pete's. You can d- the legal Pete's. Maybe we can not d- that C word. <laughs> yeah. 
We'll go back and blur that out or bleep it out. Or, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Yeah, we should don't, bleep. Yeah. Don't sound clip that and take it out of context. <laughs> is what I just said. That, it could right. get me a lot of trouble. Uh, <laughs> so, and, and uh, they got a couple of fun ongoing promotions. You know that they're doing a free draft beer or house mark with the purchase of an adult entree when the guest shows a same day ticket, same day ticket to any event or game down there. If you get to the baseball game, you want to swing by Illegal Pete's afterwards. Uh, there's one right here down by the DNVR bar. If it's super packed like it's about to be, a uh, very short time from now as the Colorado Avalanche are set to do more of that hockey. Uh, maybe uh, you don't quite have enough time to come in here and get some food, though you should. It's good. You can swing by Illegal Pete's. They're fantastic. You know it's good. So, again, check them out today. And one of the things that always gets you in the mood for Illegal Pete's is, of course, Solace Meds. Look, they go hand in hand together. They're also right here on the same street. You can you can make it a, a one-stop shop almost. You, you can first of all, Solace Meds is just a couple of blocks up the street from where we are right now at the DNVR bar. Uh, you can swing by there, then you can go to Illegal Pete's, get your Illegal Pete's, and then you can come by the DNVR bar, watch some hockey, some basketball, some baseball, and you are in for a very pleasant evening. <laughs> that, that's a good tie into Illegal Pete's and Solace Meds because you can't can't spell potato without. Weed. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, different first three letters. You, you but put, you put you your it. weed in there, man. <laughs> and so if you're trying to find some places, well, some weed to put in some stuff, you've got some places around your house, you should head to Solace Meds. They've got absolutely fantastic herb. Four convenient Colorado locations, one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, and one off of Broadway, just blocks here uh, on... Uh, on East Colfax from the DNVR bar. So head over there, use the promo code DNVR20 to get 20% off and a free Solace bar. King Cone. Quality stuff. You want them them edibles. Fantastic stuff. All right. Wrapping it up here. A few final thoughts on We should the get game. the rest of our, our, our 20th and Blaze. Oh, did we even do that? Yeah. Oh, because we talked we about this. We got off guys. topic. Yeah, we did. We're doing <laughs> stuff. We got... Tapia Nasty. I got one. We, we covered got that. Tapia yeah. Nasty. B-Rod, first career home run. He pretty much batted 400 uh, this week at home. Some nice D. Couple RBI. We just missed number one. <laughs> Evan Marquez. Yeah. be the king yeah. of the game. The guy. The Kaiser, the king. man. The, Getting it done. Gotta it, love that. It really is funny to, to watch as I, you know, for the first bit of the season, was like, oh, man. So ready for this guy to break out and do the thing, and he just wasn't wasn't quite doing it. And then he had that one really awful start that you talked about, and then since then, basically, it's like, yep, there it is. He's back. There he is. He's back. Guess who's back? Herman Marquez, twenty twenty one All Star. And we say that because we vote him in. Let's go. We don't get to choose, but you get to choose on Ryan McMahon. So go out and vote. You vote five times from any device. Do that. You can do that every single day. At least get him in the final four. Yeah, and I, some, I think he's he would win that. Got to get some representation. Got to yeah. get some representation. Get we haven't talked about Mac much today. We can finish up. I got a big piece coming out. It's almost two thousand words on Ryan McMahon and my favorite comparison about him and Carlos Gonzalez. But really, it's just more about what he's done so far in his career, how he's looked, what he's doing this season, and, and what Ryan McMahon is going to be. You know, when it's all said and done, it's interesting to look back on say the beginning of a. Uh, the career of Carlos Gonzalez and when he first showed up in Colorado and was super raw and then was terrible in his first stint at the bigs and had to be sent back down to the minors. Oh, I remember that. And then he came back up and ended up turning into cargo and the team had that postseason run, but then they were really bad for a while after. And I'm looking at Ryan McMahon. I'm going, came up, struggled, 
sent down, came back up, has been awesome. Team makes the postseason. Then team gets real bad, and you're left there holding it. You have to be the guy now. Filling in the big shoes. Holiday for Cargo, cousin for Ryan McMahon. Zane. It's it's all right there, and it's the other C word. <laughs> we can say cousin. We can say cousin. I didn't know that was a louder on here. We can say cousin. Cousin's fine. Not that other one. Didn't mention Joshua, and and the fact that he's still hitting around 400 at Coors Field, and you know with, with the guys who contributed this uh, this week, you know, showing off the the gloves, some stupendous plays that we've seen there. But McMahon, I really feel like has, especially in mediocre seasons from Charlie and Trevor, just become the heart and soul of the team in a way that Carlos Gonzalez was. There have been other hearts. There were times, you know, Todd Helton was the heart and soul of the Colorado Mm -hmm. Rockies for a while, and that's a very different feel. Yeah. Tulo was that guy for a minute. Nolan was that guy for a minute. But Cargo and Rymac are different kinds of leaders that bring a different kind of charisma. An inspirational joy. And I'm like, look, the Rockies aren't going to be good for a while, but they're going to need Ryan McMahon. When's that piece coming out? <laughs> Tomorrow morning oh, should drop. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. No, it sounds interesting so, comparison, man. Yeah. I never sure thought of it. you're subscribing. Yeah. yeah. Top three baseball movies. You're, we're on the spot. Field of Dreams, number one. Boom. Field of Dreams, number one. Guy, I've got at, a story for you about it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All-star, all-star selection right <laughs> yeah. there. I cannot watch that. Movie I'm not even gonna finish off my. Don't. All right, yeah. finish I'm not even gonna finish. Leave it hanging. Yeah, that's it. Feel the dreams, and there's no. You don't need to have another that's discussion. It. After okay, that. love it. Go. He's not wrong. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> All right, and on that note, I think we're ready to get on out of here. The Rockies do have an off day tomorrow. Then they're off to Miami and Cincinnati. More teams that they should be able to at least hang with hang with trevor story we, we should be coming should back, be back off the 10 day il which is nice you hope john gray you know we can didn't talk about the denver post story we'll do that on a day when the rockies didn't beat the best team in the aos just because we we're having fun today we'll talk about all the trevor stories that look it's not like we haven't discussed it before uh you know so we yes we read the yes we read we read the other paper we we read the paper we, we saw what it said we'll talk about that in the future we'll, we'll break down a few other things we are getting closer to those things the all-star game the trade deadline home run derby celebrity softball game the uh, I, forget the pro- I forget the proper name of it, but it's something called like Playball Playground. Oh yeah, that's their kind of pseudo fan, fan fest. fest. Yeah. Got some news today. It actually might be pretty darn good. Oh yeah, it might be a little bit better than I thought. It's not going to be the whole big thing that it usually is when you take two years to plan for an All Star game. Yeah. But it's. But I'm hearing be some good things that. Cool. I've, I'm I'm now getting a little excited. That's good. That's good because I knew you were worried about. I'm this very worried because yeah. not everybody gets to go to the game and your yeah. your memory of the All Star game besides yeah. maybe having a T-shirt or pennant or something is going to the convention center, fan fest. You know, throwing your arm out of its socket to see how fast you could throw. For sure. Seeing some all time great Rockies legends, some Hall of Famers, and. Sounds like you might be able to do a lot of those things this year. I'm excited. Convention Center, yes. I'm willing to spend my net worth, by the way, to get into the Home Run Derby, so I need to make it happen under any circumstance. (laughs) Are you going (laughs) to... Yes, yes. We will uh, work something out. The house is very much in play for that ticket. uh, (laughs) And and the little fan fest that they have going on as well, I hear, might be very affordable, too. Oh, for sure. Okay. 
Well, like the most the affordable price Get ever. down there. Yeah. So screw keep your eyes peeled. We'll keep you tuned on that. See where your velo's still at? It's probably it's probably painful. Dude, I'm playing softball now, and I just throw the ball as hard as I like, like That's all I do. <laughs> like, the I've ro- learned, I've the rotator that. cuff and the, the UCL is hanging on by a thread. Oh, man. So. <laughs> what did you, you top out at? Not to put you on the spot, but... What, I think 89. And I used to be like a small dude. Dude. But... So For it, a real was, person, <laughs> eighty-nine mile an hour. Yeah, righty. Is, I was a righty. righty yeah, righty. but That's, I, dude, I sucked. Like, so I've seen it, a it, couple of upper eighties fastballs yeah. in real life. It, you know, at the and it's just it's insane. Three what quarters a, like, over the top. I was more out. of like a, yeah, three quarters. Three I like I had a decent changeup. It's just I could never. So there were guys that I played with that like threw significantly, and I was I played NAI, so like nobody was good either. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Josh so, Fuentes was NAI. Oh really? Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. Missouri Baptist. There's some of those Lewis. guys, man, are like there's some powerhouse people that you get a good program yeah. there, and there's some some good players, but uh. But yeah, anyways, you had some guys that threw like slow that were just way better pitchers. Pitcher pitching is an art, seriously. Yeah. It's way more than having good stuff and throwing hard. You got to really learn how to pitch and listen to people that try to teach you how to pitch <laughs> instead of yeah. No, dude, I just want to throw hard for sure. <laughs> like that's what I. Yeah. We need another new tagline besides you know Silver Linings Podcast. I think we had another one uh, uh, this week, but. DNVR Rockies, where pitching and pro wrestling are an art. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, man. Well, yeah, I'm I'm excited. We're going to have to learn about all that stuff out there. I I think I topped out. I think the hardest I've ever thrown a baseball was 65 miles an hour, by the way. Dude, it's it's rough, man. It's It's rough. It's just, it's magic to me what what these people do. So it'll be fun to get out there, see all that stuff. We'll be following it. We'll be keeping you up to date on all of those things. Again, do go out and vote for Ryan McMahon. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think he's deserving of being in the game, especially when you look at all of the, the statistics. But also, it's okay to just have fun. And uh, and the other things, the, the the veterans that they're building toward trading, you know, the guys that they're showcasing, we're enjoying all of that stuff. The rookies continuing to get, or the, they're not all rookies, the young guys, again, Brendan Rodgers, the lost boys, boys. Like the lost boys, getting out there, doing their thing, and maybe, okay, last thing, road prediction. There again, they're still the four road wins. So they four, got four and twenty-two. Three, three in Miami, three in Cincinnati. I haven't looked. Is there a four-game set? I think it's three and three. Uh, right? I think it's three and three because they're off tomorrow. Can they get two? I'm saying they tie their road their road record. They double. Right yeah, no, they're going. They're going for four. They're going for four wins on this. Four wins on this road trip. Yes, we're going for it. I'd have to see you know who's pitching. Um, you know, Marlins and, and the Reds. They've got some some better guys. They've, They've got, got some, arms. some some dudes. Uh, the front ends of their rotation. They got some arms. Very good back ends. Not so much. Um, I can see them getting two. I don't think they're gonna get shut. I don't think they're as bad as four and twenty-two. But when you <laughs> when you saw them as bad as they point. were on the it road, has, it, has it was like it. wow, yeah. this is. Bad. Bad. But you can't lose negative games. <laughs> no. So once you've lost the game, it is over that, and you get another yeah. shot at winning happens. tomorrow. Yeah, right. So I think I think they'll win two. Two? I'll split the difference and go three. I like it. I like it. All right, we'll find out. We'll find out for sure. Hang out with us. You can find out also. You'll be watching the games. We know that. Or even if you're not, you're still going to be hanging out with us afterwards for your post-game wraps, your post-series wraps. We're going to have Drew Goodman on, of course, for you once a week. We're going to be talking Rockies baseball, breaking everything down, especially, especially 
these pitchers, man, because like you said, pitching is an art. Special. And these guys are pretty good, even if the rest of the team, <laughs> not so much. So make sure you're following everybody on social media, at Drew Creaseman, at Patrick D. Lines at DMVR underscore Rockies. Where you at? Uh, I think I'm like at Aaron Patterson or something. I don't, oh, I'm not very active on Twitter. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> Does he know, real Barbara Creaseman move, not knowing your Twitter handle. I don't know. Oh, there's no, there's no reason to follow me. Follow him. <laughs> do it. Do it. Appreciate his fantastic work when you see any of the video stuff that we go out just remember uh that that stuff is put together by air man appreciate it, guys. You're, a, you're a great addition to the team we love the work that you're doing man thank you Throw thanks for having me on too i had a blast yeah, yeah man we'll do this again for sure we'll be keeping up with everybody throughout the baseball season make sure that you're subscribed to the dnvr.com so that you get all that written content plus discounts on hats and shirts a bigger beer when you come down to the dnvr bar Plus, right now, when you get that year-long, we'll hook you up with a free T-shirt and a free stick from our friends at Holistic Wellness. Check them out today, H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K, wellness.com, and use promo code DNVR30 to get 30% off once you've already gotten your free Holistic Stick. Thank you all for listening into this episode of the DNVR Rockies podcast. We hope you continue to be absolutely awesome out there. We promise to continue being absolutely Aaron Patterson, Patrick Lyons, and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.